You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and World Series champ, Graham Trainer. And you really lean into the mic when you start. And and he just came back from his birthday vacation in Cabo there we go. in Toto Santos. He is now 45 years of age, not looking a day older than 39. It's Graham Trainer. Six years in, in one week. That's a that's a tough aging situation. Yes. Mexico will yes. do that to you. 360. It will. Tequila Mezcal. I'm a Mezcal guy. Tequila Mezcal. Um, playing with your puppy on the beach. You know, bad crickety knees now. Rickety. Rickety crickety. Rickety cricket. Um, those knees are they're getting worse every year as I go to the beach and try to pivot in the sand and run routes um i i long for the old days of running running around playing playing in the sand and getting buried you know um i just realized this that we had holiday birthdays this year oh because you oh yeah you were well, I was thanksgiving holiday. yeah you're always, always holiday ho- but we were yeah. double double down on holidays this year thanksgiving being the best obviously and i sent did i send you a uh, birthday wish on text the day before and day of, and you still want to believe one? I don't, I don't, right? okay. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think that was the case. You did well, make you know me what? feel very guilty when I realized on the 26th that I'd forgotten to send you a text on your birthday. It was chaos, chaos in the Zeman household, and uh, I'm, and I have no excuse other than that. No, just you know, use the daughter's excuse. That's what you do, and you move on with your life. It's okay. Daughters and. Siblings. Six, three, three, four, five, farm. five nieces and Drama. nephews. Yeah, it was it was chaotic. It was fun. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I had to wake up at two thirty in the morning yesterday to catch a flight out of Mobile. It was it was a long day yesterday, but I slept a lot. I feel good, and I'm excited to be back. I know we missed last week, but I'm excited to be back, and we have a packed show, trainer. You're a warrior. You're a champion. Yes, that's why I always lean into the mic, especially after two weeks off. I'm leaning hard be a close talker because I felt like, um, yeah, I felt sad not, not doing it last week. Should we, should we go, should we, should we mention some of these bowls? You mentioned it, uh, on our production meeting, but the pop tart bowl just went, just went final. And that is, and their Kansas state players are eating a gigantic pop tart. The pop tart bowl. That was Kansas state and NC state. The NC state got smashed, right? I didn't, I didn't, I noticed the, yeah, they got smoked. 19 to 28. NC State somehow ranked number 18 and Kansas State number 25. Um, oh, SMU got their first taste of ACC uh, ACC play in the Fenway Bowl. Is that actually in Fenway? Against the Wasabi uh, one? Yeah, they they re yeah, they redo the stadium. Um, Wait, so make sure the the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, a football game played in a baseball stadium named after a Japanese yeah. condiment. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I think it's. I think. I think it's actually some sort of like iCloud storage competitor. It has nothing to do with the actual con. I mean, is that a Japanese condiment? We or we, is that called a garnish? Is that a side item? It's probably. It's probably more sophisticated than a condiment because it's not on the same level as like ketchup and mustard. I don't want to offend any. I don't want to offend anybody. Sure. That's sure. 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 Like, sure. We're as sure PC as we can be here. Yeah. I mean, this is this is public radio. The Alamo Bowl is is going on right now with Arizona up ten to nothing on Oklahoma. 
Arizona, good squad. I'd love to see them finish out their their kind of I wouldn't say call it storybook season, but I would say it it's an overachieving season for the Wildcats. Oh, 100%. Dylan Gabriel is um sitting out. I guess he thinks he's Is he transferring? I forget. And no, there he's, was he's, the, tra- he's in the portal. He's in the por- oh, he's sitting in the portal right now. There was also Oklahoma was being nasty. There was a player forgot his name. He's transferring to Mizzou. And Oklahoma fans were getting on his parents' business. Like they run a restaurant or they run some sort of, I don't know, dry cleaning. Who knows? Yeah. They were giving one star reviews because they're so pissed off. Oklahoma fans. Oklahoma fans. Disgusting. Oklahoma fans online are the stupidest people on earth. And if you're an Oklahoma fan, come come at me because y'all are dumb and y'all think y'all are better than you are. Think, think about this, Massey. I know you were super butthurt and sad and you cried a lot when I left Jackson. Could you imagine going on Pinky G's website and, and giving one-star reviews to Pinky G's because Grandma's leaving town? It's messed up, right? That that would be – you don't want to – It's like family. Yeah. I mean, what what's going on there? That's that's disgusting, honestly. It's just it so disgusting. dumb. That's so Oklahoma dumb. disgusting. Yeah, and the and, state – I've been and, to the state and it's dumb. And Brett Venables, I don't know if he might have had a brain fart moment, but he said Arizona might be the best team the Sooners have played all season. They did beat Texas, and they did play Texas. So That's definitely a shot. They're so petty when it comes to Texas. Like, didn't they all have, like, God, uh, Texas fears Oklahoma, Oklahoma only fears God or something like that? They had some corny T-shirts. That sounds like Baylor stuff. Is is Norman gotten real Jesus-y? No, I – Maybe it's probably like a it's probably like a McCarthy General McCarthy quote or something. Is that is that the correct guy? That no Patton General Patton quote. I was like General McCarthy, like John McCarthy, my <laughs> no, friend. No, no, no. He uh, he's just good at fantasy and skis really well. That's a completely different well, he guy. Does, he does ski really well. Very very happily married now. Uh, gotten so old. We've gotten yeah. old. Uh, uh, it's worth I'm mentioning 45. that I'm 45. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that Rutgers uh, beat Miami 31-24 in the Pinstripe Bowl. That seems that seems backwards, right? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, I feel like Rutgers. I did see a, a part earlier where Rutgers. Um, yeah, they were tra- they were kind of trash in the Miami. It just seems like it seems crazy that Greg Schiano came came back to Rutgers and actually made them into a like perennial bowl team for, yeah. for the Big Ten because they were just they were like Vanderbilt like Vanderbilt's never when, when do you think the next time Vanderbilt ever go to a bowl game if UVA is not going to go to bowl games where do you think Vanderbilt's ever going to go never never like, never Rutgers was that that far down faces on the mat like stuck to the mat and now they I think like they've gone like a few years in a, in a row going to bowl games and now they're beating the U maybe that's where Dylan Gabriel goes. There, there's a, there's a shot there. I don't know what my uh, Miami's got no home field advantage. I don't even know if they have good nil. I mean, when that guy was laundering a bunch of money, they had good nil deals under the table. But I, I just don't understand where uh, where people want to go to Miami. They're, they're, of course, their history is storied, but at at this point, it's like it's not that fun of a program. It's depressing to watch. Mm-mm, not at all. And. Uh, to further recap, what's uh, any other things that jump off the bowl, bowl things that I mean, jump bes- off the map for you? 
I don't know. Besides the names, the names are hilarious. Cricket Celebration Bowl, Avocados from Mexico, Avocados from Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Cure Bowl. Um, what else was good? Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Uh, UT San Antonio destroyed Marshall, as I predicted. Um, I saw that a tight end came in and played for Syracuse as they lost. At, sorry, a tight end came in and played Syracuse, obviously. He played quarterback oh. for Syracuse. Wearing number 89 as they got beat by South Florida 45 to 0. Go Bulls. They oh, were playing in Florida. Look at know, this. Utah lost 7 to 14 against Northwestern. Utah was like my darlings this in the Las Vegas Bowl. They were. They were. Um, I thought I, I took JMU on a bet, even though they were playing in the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. That was ignorant. That was, that dumb. was just that. That seems backwards for me to even do that. I, yeah, I mean, besides the names of these bowls, I just, I, I, I haven't really cared that much so far. All know? right. Well, let's we'll, watch much. Let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and, and get into the huddle. Then we'll get into our predictions because we got, we got a lot of, we got the most important bowls ahead of us in the college football semifinal with the Rose Bowl True. and the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, eh, Oregon playing Liberty, Liberty having the worst strength of schedule in the entire country. Wisconsin and LSU is kind of interesting. But let's let's get into it. Let's get to the huddle. The, uh, the huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your go to the week. Trainer, give me your good news of the week. Yeah, speaking of bowl games, um, there is a little school called Texas State, the Bobcats. Yeah. Um, don't know if you saw this. They um, took out all the Gerald Ford Stadium alcohol. Uh, they took it out within five minutes left in the third quarter. Drank all the booze completely. Took really? out SMU's entire Dallas stock of alcohol at a bowl game where they just de- de- defeated the Rice Owls forty-five to twenty-one. Don't even know the name of this bowl game, but was pretty impressed by that. Where is Gerald Ford Stadium? Dallas. Is it in Dallas? It's, it's yeah, it's SMU's. SMU gets to host. A, they have a good enough stadium where they actually host a bowl game. Oh, kind of like la- last time we were on, we were talking about the. Charlotte, Charlotte, University of Charlotte at North North Carolina at Charlotte. I don't know. Some random Power Five school is, has a good enough stadium right. to host a. Huh. Interesting. Well, there are 50, 50 bowl games. You got to find little venues. Like if SMU football, if they have enough a nice enough venue to host, you might as well just like at least do it. So what's great about that to- is that they can serve booze at 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 college stadiums now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was impressed, but I mean the amount of time, um, it, it just was like. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of like empty coolers with a few water bottles left. And that's it. All the alcohol gone within five minutes of the third quarter. Do you just leave if you're if you have a, a big enough buzz at that point? Are you hung over by the fourth quarter? You just you just take off. You're like, all right, we're winning. Let's go to the nearest bar. Yeah, I would think so. That would be the right move. Yeah, you just think, I don't think the Sugar Bowl. I don't think it's possible to run out of the out of booze in New Orleans. I would hope not. I would hope not. All right, my good news of the week, Zion Williamson, trainer. He didn't overeat during the holidays? He's doing okay? No, 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 quite the opposite. Zion Williamson, because he missed so many games last year, in his final three years of his contract are now not guaranteed. So the 2025, 2026, 2027 number, or excuse me, guaranteed money, is wiped uh, off the table. This clause was put in because of his health concerns. 
This this means the Pelicans could waive Zion with no cap hit. That's a that's that's good because we don't know what Zion is going to do in the next two years. This year, he can also get his guaranteed money waived, or excuse me, next year, depending mm-hmm. on this year's performance, he can get his guaranteed money away if he doesn't meet. Uh, if he misses too many games and he doesn't meet certain weight restrictions, meaning if he's too fat and he misses time, we don't have to pay him next year either. So that's good news for the Pelicans. They, they've seemed to structure his contract. The GM is still doing a great job in handling the Zion Williamson debacle. We really, I really need New Orleans to start finishing games. They just beat the Jazz, but who plays for the Jazz anymore? But I, we, I need, I need the Pelicans to do something in this little bitty window that they have where they're underpaying, under have underpaying good talent. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Massey, get it together. You, you got it. Jazz, the jazz are, yeah, they're, they're not terrible. They're 13, 18. They're between the warriors and the Grizz. Uh, obviously two very underperforming teams, especially the warriors because the John Morant situation, I don't know what's going on there. Last time I checked on the Pelicans, um, Trey Murphy didn't realize his name was Triga. That's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. coming back. So I'm sure he's been back in the lineup, hopefully healthy. I have not seen, I did see a quick clip of that somewhere on social media world about the guaranteed contracts. So it all started to ring a bell. How, how is, uh, what's Mazzy's report card on Q4 Zion Williamson so far? Is like, has he done anything? Has he played he, a few games? I have no idea. His numbers are kind of steady. It was, it was, they were trying to figure out Zion and Brandon Ingram being on the floor at the same time. They seem to have found a symbiotic relationship where one doesn't have to dominate in order for them to win. Yeah. The, they, they share the ball. So it's nothing, nothing jumps off the page at you. There's not quite the highlight reel that we're used to. Maybe people are just sick of Zion and his, and, or, or at least numb to his highlights, but it seems like it's, it's starting to pick up some momentum despite the fact it's most recent struggles of not being able to finish games. Okay. So it wasn't like he, he didn't, he wasn't seen. I saw that um, Lincoln Riley was dumped. They dumped eggnog on him after he beat Louisville in the bowl game. He didn't, he didn't get uh, like an eggnog bath in his, in his tummy. Tum Tums. <laughs> Zion didn't. So uh, he, he's just, open. last time Zion was spotted, you said he was going to a Wendy's. Okay, cool. That's good. That's good to know. Uh, what does jump off the page to me? I, I needed to bring up this Western Conference standings for a second. The Timberwolves running away with the West right now. Oklahoma City Thunder second behind them. And then you have the usual suspects, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Mavericks, Pelicans. The Rockets are outperforming. The Phoenix Suns and Warriors are underperforming, playing around with that tie at the 10th seed. So pretty interesting Western Conference. We'll uh, obviously get more in the NBA when we have time. When we have time. Yeah, but, I mean, New Orleans yeah. is seventh in the West, and they're 17 and 14. So I'm not sure what's going on with the NBA basketball. But let's – well, I'll actually, you know what? I'll give you something. I'll give you my critical number, mm-hmm. which has to do with NBA basketball. Detroit, it's my birthday week, but you go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's your birthday month. It's your birthday month. <laughs> The Detroit Pistons set an NBA record with 27 games lost Ugh. in a row. <laughs> Yikes. Two and two and 28. I think the Devil Rays have won a game more recently Ouch. than Detroit. I'm pretty sure I saw a crazy stat like that. The Devil Rays? Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, yeah. No, they're good. They went to the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, but baseball oh, yeah. baseball season's been over for two months oh, now. Oh, the, oh, God, that baseball joke flew right over my head like a wild pitch. Thank you. I, I got you now. 
Good job. I like certainly, that. certainly you're good. able to pick up on a baseball joke, Trainer. Give me your critical number. <laughs> well, baseball season ended with the with the Texas Rangers winning the World Series. That was that was a long time ago. Um, <clears throat> where is my critical number? I had it up. Research, God, these, research. These dual these dual monitors. Ten. Ten. Ta- talk to perfect. Me. Ten. For the first time in seventy years, maybe I should have used seventy because I'm I'm halfway to seventy. No, I'm halfway to seventy eight. Jesus Christ. Sorry, birthday, <laughs> birthday, pal. Jesus Christ. Um, for the first time in 70 years, the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns have won 10 games in the same season. Yeah. Yeah. I They're guess part of the original, the original teams. That makes sense to me. And I saw that the Detroit Lions won their division for the first time since 93. Ooh, man. Barry Sanders era. Not, their quarterback was back then. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, that's when they were playing on concrete covered with carpet. Even, that was concrete. They talk, they, yeah, they complained about the turf stuff at MetLife and other stadiums, but like that concrete was nasty. Like I remember even like the, speaking of baseball, that three river stadium yeah. that they used to play with like, and like the one that anyway, baseball, baseball's in the off season. Dodgers got another player. Um, losers. Dorks. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy to see that. Uh Joe Flacco has also in the 10 realm, he's been with the Browns for four games. Yes. And he's thrown for 10 TD passes, which is these barring tonight's game, they're playing the Jets, which is as many as the Jets have thrown for all season. 10 passing touchdowns, that is. He was my go to the week, and mainly because of this exact stat. Four games, 1,300 yards, 10 D, 10 touchdown passes. And three and one. I'm pretty sure they're going to beat the Jets. They have a commanding lead uh, yeah. over them tonight. But Cleveland is – they. this is worth mentioning. I mean, Kevin Stavansky, their head coach, and Andrew Barry, their GM, are they – should they be considered coach of the year and GM of the year? Do they? Do you win awards like that in the NFL? I think – okay. I think Stavansky definitely should be deserving of uh, coach of the year. The GM – I think he's the one who gave Deshaun made that trade with that guaranteed contract. I don't think I can give that to him, but, but I think it's been great what they've done plugging in quarterbacks. They had four different quarterbacks in October start, yep. which is wild. So that's impressive for the, I feel like I'm going to give that more to the coach though. All right. All right. I just thought, did Andrew Barry really give Deshaun Watson that, that is that, that contract. Maybe, so wrong. Maybe they, I feel like they have, they have fired the GM that gave, to Sean that no I feel like the Browns have held on to that guy I'd have to look that up though okay well if you since we talked about my goat that being Joe Flacco let me talk mm-hmm. about my second critical number Dennis Allen he has won seven games the first time in his career he's keep his second job. second time of his career so let's okay. just go so Dennis Allen is 17 and 39 as a head coach that's a point mm. three oh four winning percentage he, wait, wait, sorry. How many? Sorry, how many seasons is he into his tenure now? His second season with the Saints, but in the in 2012 he was head coach for the Raiders. He went four and twelve. Oh, that's right. In 2013 Raiders. he went four and fourteen. I don't know why there's 16 games. Oh, and then 18 games. You idiot. Um, okay, it's numbers. In 2014 he went zero and four and was fired as the Raiders head coach. Went over uh-huh. the Saints. Had a great defense in 2022. He was seven and ten. And in 2023, he is currently sitting at seven and seven. It's time for it's it's you know, 
you know, like when you're rooting for a bad team and you get to start playing with the idea of like, ooh, new coach, ooh, new quarterback. Like last year I was like, oh, Derek Carr. a Cowboys Carr. fan? No, no way. I don't know that. <laughs> Derek, I was like, oh, Derek Carr might be the, a different Derek Carr with the Saints. No, turns out he's the same old Derek Carr. But I'm starting to get like – excited about the idea of a new head coach. I know it's not officially announced yet, but surely we're not going to run – the Saints aren't going to run this back. Like, what if Eric Bieniemy gets lured out of the uh, Washington, D.C. because there's new ownership and he wants to start anew? Mm-hmm. Or maybe Ken Dorsey from the Bills. Um, you know, like maybe John Gruden out of NFL Purgatory. Like, what – what are we what are we working with? I'm starting to get excited for the offseason, which shows you how much faith I have in the Saints. Yeah, 100%. D- Dorsey's interesting because he got fired from the Bills. They made him the scapegoat. The Bills, I don't know if they've really improved on offense, but they've been better, I guess, record-wise yeah. since they fired him. Is Dorsey the type of, just as a question of, is he the type to go from fired OC to head coaching position? Maybe. If he interviews well, he could. I mean, if they want to fire Carmichael and and Dorsey wants to become the Saints' offensive corner, that's fine with oh, me. Oh, we're firing the whole we're firing the whole damn team, Massey. It's it's the holidays. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you've it's heard rich. you've heard me Scrooge? complain. I know the people are tired of me complaining about the Saints, <laughs> and I said to everyone, I said one game above five hundred and winning the NFC South. And the Saints are on track for that. And my expectation was that. And I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad about it that my expectations might get met. And I'm and it still is mm-hmm. infuriating to watch. I have I have a solution for you. Okay. Alabama just absolutely craps on Michigan. Love that. And then it's it's Harbarn season in New Orleans. And now you have Harbarn going to your New Orleans Saints. Where he in the NFC, where he took a team to the Super Bowl, almost beat the Ravens back in twenty aught thirteen, and what do you think of that? Harbarns as head coach next year for New Orleans. I love every bit of that. Okay, cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love these fantasy things where you can just come up with on a whim. Yeah, yeah. That's, we should do. We should start a fantasy head coach league. I'm kind of getting bored of the whole like. QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end kicker. <laughs> let's do head coach. Let's just do fantasy league for head coaches. All right. We can do that. All right, trainer. Uh, give, uh, give me your stuck on of the week, birthday boy. You you can be commissioner. Uh, mine, drama queen. Speaking of the Raiders, are the Raiders the only good team left in the AFC West? What is, is with this? On? What is with this? Why is Kansas City, what are they, nine and six? What is, is Patrick Mahomes not Patrick Mahomes? Is the Taylor Swift effect a real thing? I don't want to say Taylor Swift's name again on this podcast, so we'll move past no, that. I, Kansas City's defense is what, top 10 in the league? Yeah, it's, it's, top 10. It's, it's their wide receivers. They got to stop dropping the ball. Receivers are terrible. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's had to kind of step in for Pacheco a few times, is very he's not worth the first round pick that they used on him a couple years ago. No, obviously. Um, I, I love this conspiracy about Taylor Swift being an Eagles fan and infiltrating the Kansas City locker room from the mm. inside because she's mm. pissed off about the Super Bowl. I thought that was kind of fun to look at, but yeah, the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell did not complete a pass in three entire quarters. Whoa. And they beat the Chiefs 20 to 14. They had two, they had what? A scoop and score and a pick six, right? Yeah. And then um, Josh Jacobs didn't even play. Uh, Z- Zamir, or I think it's Zadar or Zamir White. He's been pretty good. 
ran for like 150 plus yards. So they just like ran the ball down their throats and obviously Kansas city couldn't create any offense. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that happened. Obviously we have what's going on with the Broncos and let Russ leave, not cook. He's gone, which is wild because supposedly Russ is known for two months at Denver was moving on from him. And they asked him to alter his contract while also asking him to try to win games and go to the playoffs, which I thought Denver was kind of, they went on like a, Five, five, six. They were flirting with they, it. They were in, they were in the team. graphic. They were in the in the yeah. hunt graphic. And they have a good enough defense. I mean, Patrick Patrick Sertan has been incredible. Their defense is pretty good. They have like enough weapons, and he's actually had a pretty good season. He's like one of those, you know, twenty-five touchdown and like less than ten interception guys. It's, I mean, he's not great. Yeah, but it's not like he's that's like Baker Mayfield stats, and they just were. They want to just like burn this $150 million contract instead of like trying to potentially pursue a playoff spot. How do you, t- I mean, that's the only time I'm going to take up, take up for Russell Wilson is probably what's happened to him the past month or and two then, months. This was my, this is my stuck on as well. I, I thought it was funny. It's worth pointing out in the Russell Wilson soon to be sweepstakes, which will be absolutely hilarious. Jared Stidham was named the starter in 2022 after Derek Carr was benched with a, uh, Financial uh-huh. decision by the Raiders. Jared Stidham is now uh, um, taking control of the Broncos after Russell Wilson is benched for a financial <laughs> decision. I said this at the beginning of the season. Sean Payton is not like Russell Wilson. He is no. He cannot see over the middle. And I guess I I don't know. He's he's a Super Bowl quarterback. It's just funny to think that his contract is so absurd that someone is going to be willing to pay him. Do the, are the Broncos on the hook for that $150 million? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're going to have to burn, they're going to have to burn that after cutting him for sure. And I was actually thinking about that two seconds ago where they still – no, they have a first-round pick this year. They didn't – I guess they started to – they didn't trade away the Russell Wilson pick. Sorry, when they traded for Russell Wilson, they didn't burn their 2024 pick. So right now they have like a middle of the first round – pick they have like at a mock draft we'll just say they get brock bowers awesome but they don't obviously if sean payton hated russell wilson all this time he's got to be regretting going on that win streak and now it's like oh they potentially could have had a you know a top three quarterback if they just done the whole like we're we're not tanking but we're tanking yeah you know who you know who's been sneaking up the draft board um the washington commanders and i'm starting to hear some grumblings that maybe they'll take a quarterback i'm like is it sam howell Good enough? Isn't he good enough for the the commander? Shouldn't they go offensive lineman and protect him a little bit more? Isn't he sucked a bunch? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, they definitely they moved into the um, right now. They're positioned at pick three mock draft. I'm looking at you know one person's mock draft on in the world on CBS. Jaden Daniels going to them, so they're obviously trying to position themselves for a quarterback. And I think Sam Howell's played well enough. I think the offense has not been the problem. They they burned through their um their defense they got rid of uh chase young and mm-hmm. montez sweat and the bears defense the trade deadline sweat to the bears mm-hmm. looks looks like a great chess move by the bears part they'll get yeah. they'll get something for um oh my gosh jt daniels is that right did i am i why is my brain not working chicago's justin very fields? quarterback justin fields Oh, JT yeah. Daniels, another Ohio State quarterback. Um, 
We'll get something for them, and they're in a position where Carolina keeps losing. They're going to have that number one pick. Go get Caleb Williams and 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 get something for for Fields, and and go from there. It's all it's all very interesting. The the end of the season where we're looking at drafts and stuff, and and what teams should do. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. Like the Pats, aren't they? Don't they have the second pick right now? They'll trade. They have, they'll trade something for Bill the- Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick to the that. Saints. Bill Belichick to the Saints. That's that. You know, NFC wise, I feel like that might be the best move for him. I feel like when coaches do get traded or do change, they go to the other conference. I don't yeah. know if it actually is. You know, uh, when you think about, let's see, uh, Jim Harb, not Jim Harbaugh. Sorry, um, John, uh, John Gruden. He mm-hmm. went from the, the Raiders to the Bucks. You've got um, Sean Payton from the NFC. Sean Payton, the NFC, AFC. the AFC. You had um, Tony Dungy, Bucks, Colts. So I think, maybe, yeah, maybe that's the right move. Maybe, maybe it should be Harbaugh to the Chargers. Uh, I don't know. I oh boy, oh man. Now I'm in a pickle. Now my brain is in a pickle. I mean, it's a bit. You know, Belichick is known. He won two world championships with the Giants as a defensive coordinator. Maybe it's time to get the offensive side figured out and go for Harbaugh instead. But obviously Belichick would be, he's older, but he's Belichick is definitely old. the more, he is very old. I don't know. Who would you rather have right now? Harbaugh. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Could you imagine Bill Belichick going into the Saints locker room and start in, like putting in the Patriot way in New Orleans? They'd be like, no, 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 no. No, Zion's not going to like that. No, no, Zion. All right, let's move on. Give me your quote slash question of the week. The Cowboys are like my exes. Look good, but don't trust them. That was probably (laughs) uh, Michael Irvin. Close. Shannon Sharp. Oh, that was my next guess. That was my next guess. I thought it was pretty funny. I liked it. Well, yeah, Yeah, that is uh, good. And and he's got something to it because the Cowboys are – perfect at home at seven and zero, and they are having an abysmal road record they just lost the fraud bowl last weekend to the miami dolphins only yeah, by two though bowl. only by two but the uh how do you as a cowboys fan how do you feel you have a big game coming up against the lions in arlington how, mm-hmm. how are we feeling as as a cowboys fan we're feeling the same i mean i, I definitely said you know a couple weeks ago i picked the bills i said they're gonna lose at least one of these afc uh, East games against the Bills and the Dolphins back to back. They lost both, especially the second one was embarrassing. They, they just got their they got their butts kicked by the Bills. Yeah, they should have beaten the Dolphins. That was bad clock management. A Mike McCarthy special. I feel <laughs> the Cowboys can win a win a home game in the playoffs, and then they can, you know, not make the NFC title game again this year. Or they make the NFC title game, they go to San Francisco and they get destroyed unless they can make Brock Purdy throw for five interceptions instead of four. Right. Which he threw four against the Ravens. So with the with the, Eagles, with the Eagles lo- loss to the Seahawks, where is the NFC East standings right now? Eagles are still ahead because the Cowboys went on the two game losing streak. Oh, okay, all right. I forgot. I forgot both their uh, records. All right. My quote of the week mm-hmm. is: How would you feel if I told you you sucked? I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't feel like that was very nice. That was Bill O'Brien. To mm-hmm. to the current Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow after he asked him to consider changing positions, so Bill O'Brien said to Jalen Milrow's face, 
How would I told you if you suck? Now, I didn't like Bill O'Brien. He spent two years with Alabama as their offensive coordinator. Didn't get to one college football playoff. Uh, he spent his this entire season ruining Mac Jones. And now this surfaces. So let's go to college football fanatic Massey and that part of my brain. I now hate Bill O'Brien. I want him to <laughs> fail in every single way. Yeah, he might have averaged 41 points to Alabama, but he didn't get them anywhere to the standard that under Nick Saban. So screw him for the rest of his life. I hope he trips over a curb and knocks out his two front teeth. That's the next head coach of the New England Patriots you're talking about, sir. No, no, no. They're going to clean house. They're going to hire within, and that guy's going to – I forgot. Who who was ruffling feathers, acting like he was the new head coach? Somebody was already ruffling feathers, and they said, oh, this is not the Patriot way. You can't talk about the future staff. It's the, it's the next game. It's like, give me a break. Was it Bob Kraft? Is he going to be the coach? Bob Kraft, No. No, he is. No? Uh, he just he just does food food service. He's not he's not a coach. Not coaching material. Isn't Ernie mm. Ad, Ernie Adams in there? Want to call him out of retirement? Isn't he like eighty five? Could be. <laughs> uh, Ernie Adams. Isn't he the the guy behind Bill Belichick that always has like the he's like the 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 secret sauce of of Bill Belichick? Oh, is he like this? Oh, the strength and the old like strength and coordinate strength and no, he was coordinator. like what's it called? I mean, he was like the he was just some sort of like associate or or look I'll look it up right now. But give me your give me your go to the week while I look up who Ernie Adams' official title was. I was gonna go. I mean, we talked about Harbaugh earlier because he actually did a little bit of shade towards uh, Moreau as well. He compared him to his backup quarterback. So he's saying like he's lesser than JJ McCarthy, but he's he's like he's a better version of the, of the backup. Some guy named Orgy. Uh, who? Some guy named, I don't know, some, some Michigan back recorded minute orgy. Okay. Um, what else happened? Um, I did, oh man, I forgot to go to the week. I, I, Aaron Rodgers came, came to mind because of what he said or what you talked about earlier. And he said, of course, I'm rooting for the gold and green to win the NFC North, even though I'm with the Jets now, which is just kind of one of those like, I, yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> you're just happy. You're happy. You're happy that Jordan loved and succeed in getting into the playoffs. Yeah. So far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ernie Adams is a um, offensive assistant. Ah. An administrator. Okay. Administrative assistant. Director of of analyst, analyst positions. Football research director from 2000 to 2020. Hmm. That means he just watched a lot of film and gave Bill Belichick some, some pointers. Damn, yeah, I didn't know they had somebody on the staff as long as they had Belichick. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we go to the the pick'em portion of our of our show here? Let's do it. Uh what are, what are the standings right now? I fumbled fumbled hard last week. It wasn't that bad. It was five and six. You've gone five and six in back to back weeks. Except you added two ties. We both did because the Bengals and Vikings they had a tie or they had they pushed. And so did the Bears and Browns uh, the last time we picked. So last week we did this two weeks ago. You went five, six, and two. I came roaring back roaring. with an eight, three, and two. So now two I'm weeks ahead in 100, a row. 106, 96, and six to your 104, 98, and six. So close. And I cannot believe how close this is after all these, all these hard fought weeks that we've, we've uh, participated in here. Well, we got we got uh, some college football that means something this week. I mean, I of course, 
I was so smart to pick Georgia Southern because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Good job. and my my Western Kentucky knowledge that Bailey Zappi yes. went there that really helped me through that. So Hill to- Hilltoppers. Uh, that's that's it. All right, let's start off with the game that means the most to Teton Sports Talk, at least one side of them, and that's the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. Number one, Michigan, thirteen and zero is favored by the latest numbers I saw, minus two versus the number four Alabama Crimson Tide, who is 12-1 with their only loss to Texas in early September, second game of the year. Now, I'll do you want to start with this or do you want me to start with this? Go ahead. I was going to say, obviously, this is a fake spread because they can't actually give the four seed the um, point advantage oh, over okay. as a favorite. So this is actually a plus two Michigan in my mind. So I'm thinking this is more like this should be a four point spread in favor of Alabama. Oh, wow. If you think about it, you know, if you, you do the critical number math there, I don't really understand. I mean, I do understand it, but it's just like at the Rose bowl, I guess it's like the whole tradition Michigan's been in the Rose Bowl so many mm. years. They know how to play the Rose Bowl. They're mm. Michigan men. They used to be Pac-10 versus Big Ten in the old days. So Michigan knows how to how, knows how to play over in uh, Pasadena. That's right. It's a transitive yeah. property. When Bo Sheckler won the Rose Bowl, it really directly mm-hmm. impacted. Um, yep. Okay, so this is probably the best team that Michigan has put together for the college football playoff. J.J. McCarthy yes, has true. been – is this his second – or third college football playoff appearance. First against Georgia, where they got Rick rolled, and then TCU, and then TCU, where he threw two pick sixes, and that was the difference of the game. He has played much better as a game manager, and I think everyone realizes that J.J. McCarthy, when he's asked to throw 10 times and complete eight of those passes for 95 yards, maybe one touchdown, he is good at Mm -hmm. doing that. The importance of him playing mistake-free football cannot be understated here now they had two good games two good wins over over ohio state and penn state during the regular season if you look at it penn state oh we said oh yeah penn state third best team in the big 10 as usual they're favored over old miss in the peach bowl something i find a little bit surprising yeah i thought i I did too because i thought i was like is jackson dart like in the portal is he not starting like i was surprised that they actually gave him a yeah four and a half point spread yeah that in favor that that was surprising to me and that kind of made me think rethink like my the respect i should have over that win for excuse me for that win now it's the michigan offensive line is where their weakness is right now they lost their uh i forget either left tackle or right uh, tackle zach I have it written down here and also have a bunch of arrows and stuff uh, pointed a bunch of different ways. Zach Zinter, he went down playing Ohio State that next week when they went to the Big Ten Championship. They had to play Iowa. Now, Iowa's really good on defense. Iowa had four sacks and 11 hurries. That's where Michigan, over this month of prep, needs to figure things out to solidify things on the offensive line. They keep saying that it's going to be J.J. McCarthy's game to win. They're They're saying – Okay, they mm. can't they can't run the ball. Uh, Blake Corum, who has a thousand yards and twenty four touchdowns, they're saying that JJ McCarthy is going to have to play in order for Blake Corum to play well. JJ McCarthy is going to have to win the game. I 
I think it's they're I just don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be run setting up the pass as as tradition has it. And I don't know if JJ McCarthy is going to have to do much in order to win this game. He's just going to not have to turn the ball over. Yeah, play more of the game manager Purdy role to to uh, Corum as his McCaffrey. Ex- exactly. Like, can Bama make make the Michigan offense turn the ball over? They have good. Yeah. They have good interior linemen. I mean, Dallas Turner is a is a NFL prospect as well as Chris Broswell, NFL prospect. He's an NFL player. Now, when it comes to Alabama's offense, Tommy Reese is going to have to call a perfect game. I think Jalen Milrose in the same boat that J.J. McCarthy is. He cannot make any mistakes. They had struggle. Uh, Bama has had struggles against four down rushers and a couple of spies against Auburn as well as against Georgia. Now they came out victorious against Georgia. Auburn they struggled with. It's going to be up to Isaiah Bond and Jeremiah. Uh, Jermaine Burton, in my opinion, in order to create separation, in order to set up the run. I think in Alabama's case, it's going to have to be Milrow passing in order to set up their run. And if they can get that going, because they can't, they're not going to be able to go out and just run the ball down Michigan's throat. A lot of people are saying that, but I've just seen, I've just seen it different. I I don't know why I see it different, but I think Milrow is going to have to hit some intermediate passes in order to get that run game going. Now, Milrow's not great with the intermediate passes. He's more great with the long bombs, but it's going to – I think it's going to have to set up that way in order for for Bama to succeed in this game. Yeah, I can totally see it. I was thinking um, in terms of – we were talking about uh, the Niners a minute ago making McCaffrey look like – sorry, McCart – God, they're all these, all these mechs, all these Irish kids running <laughs> around – um, making McCarthy look like Brock Purdy, like the Ravens. Maybe the Ravens' formula for Alabama is what they need to do: just expose it, a little, and then let <laughs> let the Lamar Jackson, the Jalen Monroe, just kind of thrive and like make maybe make that RPO work for them, and have McClellan, another another Mac, another Irish kid, McClellan. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I I like to think of is Harbaugh. This is. This is his third time, third straight year in the college football playoff. They're probably not yeah. going to – the offensive line is probably not going to come out with shirts that says run the damn ball. They're probably going to be a no. little more humble, have a little more focus. Now, Nick Saban has been doing this a, a lot longer than Jim Harbaugh has. He has that one month of preparation probably dialed into how to break down week by week leading up to this game. Harbaugh now is in his third year. He probably now has this – his system dialed and what it's going to take to have success in this game. So I think this is going to be the best Michigan has been has been prepared for the college football playoff. Is it Nick Saban versus Jim Harbaugh? I mean, is that the difference? It's 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 it's, it's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, no, it's definitely okay. Saban. I know that. Okay, we're we're talking about the the history of Saban here. Let's look at the uh, Saban and his last six games in the semis. I was going to say Saban. Saban gets a semi for the, the title of the show because this is pretty pretty impressive. Michigan State, 38-0. Washington, 24-7. Clemson, 24-6. Oklahoma, 45-34. Notre Dame, 31-14. Cincinnati, 27-6. Average margin of victory in the college football playoff semis under Saban. The last six games, 20.3 points per game. Average margin of victory in his last six semifinal appearances. That is Nick Saban. So I like the history there. I, I think it's, yeah, Harbaugh is coming off two 
back-to-back, his third appearance, back-to-back mm-hmm. losses against, as we talked about, with the same quarterback, with McCarthy, against uh, Georgia, against TCU, and now against Alabama. I mean, I it is it is Harbaugh versus Saban, and I'm going to pick Saban. Yeah. So, well, I'm, you obviously, happy. I'm obviously going to pick Saban. You're glowing. You're glowing. Uh, I am. I was getting kind of jacked up when I was taking notes. I was like, every time I saw, uh, I've seen a, a Michigan anything, a hat or a shirt or anything, I just start gritting my teeth and mumbling under my breath. And I was like, boy, do I want to embarrass Michigan. Yeah, and I, I want to and embarrass I know I just, them. I know I do this too much, but I'm comparing. Does it mean too much that I'm thinking about the fact that McCord, Michigan's best quote-unquote win of the season yes. would be Ohio State, right? Where did, where did McCord get transfer portal offers from? Well, I, I don't know, but he it landed at Syracuse. Syracuse, who just lost 45-0 to to University of Southern Florida. Oh, I think Jalen Monroe is a lot better than McCord. I think Alabama's an overall team is better than Ohio State. I'm putting a little stock in that. I know it's kind of silly, but it's, it's, it's definitely like not X's and O's. It's not on the field stuff, but I mean – as somebody who, you know, it's been like a month off of these games, I feel like that kind of weighs on my decision here because obviously I want Alabama to uh, crash and burn so you're sad for a little bit because you've had enough of this. <laughs> and they, they, Florida State should have been in this, should have been Florida State spot, ACC, strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blame Texas. So I, I do blame Texas. Texas is the best team that either one of these teams has played all year, and they, they lost at home, but that was a long time ago. What was that? Labor Day, yeah, and, and there's ago. a lot, lot to be said about Tommy Reese, Milrow, and Saban getting in the lab and figuring out the Alabama offense and what makes them click to work best. Now we could spend an entire show on this game. We both picked. I'm taking Alabama on the points, obviously, and so are you. So let's move on to the Sugar Bowl, where number three Texas, who's 12 and one, is facing the number two Washington Huskies, 13 and 0. Texas favored by four. Now you're looking Ooh. you're looking at Michael Penix, who Ooh. has been up and down this season, but his stats jump off the page. He was runner up in the Heisman. Um it comes down to Washington's offense versus Texas defense. Now, Texas defense is secondary, little shaky, as well as Washington's, and they're they're very similar in that regard. Now, Washington's offense, they're they have the, some of the best wide receivers in the country. The the Texas offense has been on fire recently with a healthy Quinn and yours. I'm not sure if Washington's defense can keep up. Now they have played well down the stretch and they bailed out Michael Penix in a couple of games. They were they were what favored or excuse me um, were two score underdogs against Oregon and they went out there and beat them for the second yeah. time in a row. It's worth mentioning that Texas's starting runner back Jonathan Brooks he is not playing and if Quinn and yours who has been banged up this season, if he somehow has to come out of the game, Malik Murphy is gone to Duke. He is going over there. Um, Damn. Once uh, Mike Elko took the Texas A&M job. Penn State defensive coordinator took the Duke job. Yeah. You know his defensive yeah. coordinator now? Is it Mr. Poindexter? And Mr. Poindexter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. not, not, I'm not bitter. Uh, yeah, not not. <laughs> Still, still doesn't hurt. That hurts quite a bit. What, what say you in this game? Can, can the Washington's offense beat the Texas defense and slow down the Texas's offense enough in order for to get a victory in the Sugar Bowl? 
I mean, both okay, both these last both these teams last five games, Washington they they played a bunch of decent teams. Washington has definitely played, in my opinion, a better stretch of teams, especially Oregon, which yep. is way better than any team. Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State that Texas has beaten. I do like Texas defense here. Uh, Brooks being gone is tough though. Um, I did see what did Pinnock say that was kind of oh their whole defense they do a great job and they definitely play good ball but they're not but we're not playing the 49ers D line or the Eagles D line so we'll be good oh a little bit of uh yeah a little a little bit of fanfare there for the locker room talk um it's down in New Orleans I guess like proximity wise not this matters closer to closer to Austin New Orleans is significantly to significantly but I think Washington hasn't closer. been in the spot. So I think no, Washington's going to travel well. They will travel well. Um, damn it! I mean, Texas Alabama just seems like such a fun national title game. More more fun than Washington. Washington Michigan sounds like the Rose Bowl that should have happened. You yeah, know? That's doesn't old, that make sense? Back when I was a, when I was a kid, that would have been the game. Um, also, I think, Washington, I think Washington got a years little old. Hose. I think Washington got a little hose having to they play did. in New Orleans instead of they the did. Rose Bowl. They did. I like Texas. I hate to say it. I'm going to ride with Washington. Give me Washington the points. I've been riding them all year. Go. There's no reason to back out now. I think Michael Penn. I also think that Michael Penix and Quinn Ewers don't have to play mistake-free football. I think it's going to be whoever's got the best stats at the end of the day. I think it's yeah. going to be QB QB versus QB. And the te- uh, well, if Texas' defensive line can start getting home, that's one thing. But if if it comes down to the last drive, I think it might be whoever has the ball last. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, God, oh, man, you're probably right. Washington probably gonna win this game. Washington, Washington versus Alabama. Hmm. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with UT. I mean, it's it's just better television. <laughs> but I, I did see Bo Nix. Bo Nix is gonna play in the bowl game against Liberty, which is cool. That Not is cool. Make this battle work. In, I but, really don't. Know, he's like, I really don't want him to get hurt. He's too good of a story for him to get hurt against Liberty, who's got who's the 133rd out of 133rd strength of schedule in the country. But then he can opt in if he if he gets hurt, he can opt in for an eighth season and, and then sit out the eighth season for the injury and then play his ninth season, right? I think so. I think that, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. All right. Before we have to sign off the radio and continue on our podcast. Speaking of which, if you are listening to us on the radio, there is a podcast version available. We're under Teton Sports Talk wherever podcasts are available that's spotify and itunes and jeff bezos hadn't gotten us back to us yet but no worries no worries well he's it's probably in his inbox just waiting to be read let's talk we just look at we can look at just what is the what's the price of apple stock versus amazon it's probably apple's better yeah we're probably in good shape yeah soundcloud soundcloud's better than amazon yeah of course of course yeah let's talk about the peach bowl we mentioned it earlier the 10 and 2 Mm -hmm. rebels with the they had a loss to Georgia and Alabama, I think that's right. Yeah, Georgia and Alabama yeah. are playing Penn State, who has lost to Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State favored by four and a half. Penn State's defense likes to keep it low scoring and dirty. Ole Miss's offense up-tempo, not what the Penn State Nittany Lions are used to playing in the Big Ten. Ole Miss averages 455 yards a game with Jackson Dart over 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Judkins, their running back, over 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns. Penn State's defense only allows 223 yards a game with only 11.5 points 
as an average of the game. Now they're out without their coordinator, Manny Diaz, because he took the head coaching job at Duke with, with Mike Elko leaving to take the Texas A&M job. Like we said, Anthony Poindexter, who's been in that program for a long time, is taking over his defensive uh, play calling. Now, Anthony Poindexter, I think at some point, served as defensive coordinator. So I don't think there's going to be much, much, like there's not a gap there. Poindexter's been there long enough to be able to call a good game. Yeah. Penn State behind their quarterback, Drew Alar, has been very average at times, especially in big games. When he played Michigan, 10 for 22 yards, 10 for 22, 70 yards against Ohio State, 18 for 40. Two hundred ninety-one yards. One of those being a big chunk play. I think about forty yards. Can he throw beyond the sticks against Ole Miss? And does Penn State have any chance of slowing down this Ole Miss offense? I think they do. I think the defense has been pretty impressive for Penn State. I think Drew Aller can definitely make enough plays. Um, he he's kind of a mistake-free type quarterback. He's nothing nothing flashy, nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Jackson Dart can make much more sexy moves out on the field. Sexy. This is an SEC country. It's over in Atlanta. It's at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home of the uh, fake crowd noise Falcons. Um, it's at 11 a.m. And you know what that makes me think? That thing makes me think Big Ten football. That, that makes does. me think that <laughs> Ole, Miss, Ole Miss fans are not going to be ready. They're not going to be drunk enough to really like make an impact. So I'm going to go with Penn State. I hate to say it. All but, right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose that. I think I think Lane Kiffin is going to get his guys up for this. I I just think that this might be Ole Miss's not not coming out mm-hmm. party because they've been good in the SEC West over the last couple of years, but they need a notch, a significant notch on their belt. Now, Penn State, third tier in the Big Ten. Ole Miss, arguably third tier this year, especially with their uh, victory over LSU. They only lost to Georgia and Alabama. Those are the top dogs. Penn State only lost to Ohio State. And Michigan, those are the top dogs in their conferences. They're they're kind of like the Spider-Man meme where they're all they're both pointing at each other. Give me Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels and the points. It's totally fair. We did talk about Manny Diaz going from Penn State defensive coordinator, who basically is Poindexter's boss, to Duke. So he so the defensive coordinator of Penn State, who's Poindexter's boss, chose to go to Duke. And Poindexter, who could have been Virginia's head coach, even not being a defensive coordinator, turned that job down. That makes me sad. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes because me sad too, Poindexter, dude. which I'm glad for him, he can you know ride this job out for maybe two years or something, or maybe even like he has a hell of a year next year. Maybe Penn State finally makes it to the um, Big Ten title game next year, and Poindexter gets a better job than Virginia is. Good for him. It's just you know the optics of it. It's just it's just the way things are. All right, radio listeners, stay, um, download our podcast where we'll get the rest of the picks in. That's it, and that's all. Podcast listeners, we have so much more to cover. Let's do the Super Bowl of Missouri season. They are playing in the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. Missouri's number nine. They're 10-2. and two. They have two losses, one against LSU, one against Georgia. Ohio State's only loss against Michigan. Again, another pig, excuse me, another Big Ten team is favored <laughs> over an SEC team. Ohio State's favored three and a half. Three and a half points with Devin Brown, first career start as an Ohio State Buckeye. 
like we said earlier in the show, Kyle McCord is on his way to Syracuse. Brady Cook has been under center all year for Missouri. Eli Drinkowitz seems to have his best team he's ever had since he's been hired in 2019. It's going to be low scoring because that's the way that Missouri wants to play it. I think that they need to run the ball with Cody Schrader. I don't think Ohio State's going to have their weapon, Marvin Harrison Jr. I, he's with the team, but I doubt he plays. This is Missouri's biggest game of their, I think, of their program history besides a couple of the games they played in the SEC championship. Missouri's defense yeah. is the first in the SEC with a t- plus nine turnover margin. They have 35 sacks. I, I'm going Missouri all, all the way on this one. Yeah, it's like a it's one of those like when the opt out bug, not as bad as I didn't even include Florida State, Georgia, because because there's 40 players not playing either due to transfer portal or opting out for the draft, which is wild. It's a ton. Yeah. And we'll never know. We'll just never know if Florida State was good enough because we're they're cowards just, and they opted out. They're cowards. Yes. And we're not we're not going to know if this Ohio State team, the one that lost to Michigan, would have been good enough to beat Missouri because I think Missouri is actually a pretty damn good team and they have played very well in the SEC East this year and the SEC SEC overall. Um, Yeah. Cotton Bowl and Jerry world. It's going to be, it's going to be one of those games at 7 PM that I feel Ohio state's, I don't know if Ohio state, are they going to, they're going to travel for this game, I guess, but there's got to, I mean, they're missing. They're not going to care. And, they're not going to care. They're, you know, Marvin Harris Jr. is on the on the fence, quote unquote. He's not playing. No, There's he's. No all reports say that he's been on the sidelines for most of the uh, offensive right, right. offensive prep. Yeah, and besides Missouri losing to Georgia in their last five, honorably by only nine at Georgia. Correct. Between the hedges, which is yeah, I, I like Missouri too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Okay, let's go to Iowa, number seventeen, Iowa. Runners up in the Big Ten versus number 21, Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by six in the Citrus Bowl. And this is things get weird because Joe Milton um, is opting out, quarterback for Tennessee. Jalen Wright, their leading Tennessee's leading rusher, he's opting out. And about three or so starters on defense for Tennessee's opting out. The start, they're starting a true freshman, Nico. He is Hawaiian, so I don't know how to say his last name. I'm a lit. I'm a La Leve. I think it, that sounds wine. What I'm so I'm an ignorant American. So what do I know? Tennessee's still favorite, America. But, I, I understand that, but <laughs> you kidding, know what I'm I kidding, mean. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Iowa can't score. They didn't score in the in the Big Ten nope. championship. Like I nope. see, Tennessee could kick two field goals and win this game and cover, <laughs> or three yeah. field goals. Excuse me. We went over. I think it might have been a critical number. We went over. Um, yeah, this stretch of games where they scored 10 points, 22 points, 15, 13, and zero. And yes, Tennessee's not playing, like you said, with their their best two offensive weapons, their quarterback. I was Milton on their second Wright. or third string quarterback, too. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. Hmm. He's yeah. got five touchdowns and six interceptions. This is at the um, prestigious Camping World Stadium in Orlando <laughs> at noon. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a, sounds like a Big Ten time to me. Um, just like Penn State, it just yeah, it's just kind of like I guess we're gonna just gonna do a, an old. I'm gonna trade, trade out like, man, I just I was so bad. They're so bad. Tennessee. Oh, excuse so me, five touchdowns, six interceptions. All right, who do you who do you have? 
I have Tennessee. I honestly don't think Iowa can score the ball. Okay. I'll take I'll take Iowa. I'll take Iowa. Yeah, there. I mean, I was I was feeling it. Take the points. I mean, Tennessee's last five wins are. I mean, last five games they beat Kentucky, Connecticut, lost Missouri, Georgia, and beat Vanderbilt. Like, who knows? Who knows what that yeah. means? I know. No, I know this. Well, actually, I don't know. If is is this is this um, the young Hawaiian gentleman who's starting for Tennessee? Is he the future? Is Cam Cam Ward? Is my question from uh, my stuck factor from the last game because he didn't go to. He's not. He's still sitting in the transfer portal. My boy Cam Ward. Yeah. He's kind of playing the long game. He's like. I think he's probably seeing Miami get their butts stomped by Rutgers. And they're like, he's like, I don't want to go to Miami. Does he want to go to Ohio state? Is he going to take the Tennessee job? Is he want to go to the sec? I I don't know. I'm I'm a little more more interested in where Cam Ward is going in this game, but I'll, I'll take Iowa. All right. uh, My wild card was going to be Georgia, Florida state, Georgia flavored by 20 and a half, but that's so boring. They're going to beat Georgia. Doesn't have enough players that are, old enough to be in the NFL draft. So they're going to use right. that extra practice and they're almost going to be a full squad. They might be not be as deep, but FSU has sold it in because they were told that their games didn't matter. And they should, what they should do is go out there and beat Georgia and claim a national title. But let's do this. Wisconsin versus LSU. Now, Jaden Daniels is obviously opting out because he's going to be a professional and probably a top three draft pick. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin has a boatload of people opting out, but LSU is only favored by 10. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game because LSU's defense is so bad. Did I see 10? I said 10. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, 10's right. Yeah. 10 without Jaden Daniels. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I'm just going to do my SEC bias because I've been doing it all. All pick them this. Give me, give me LSU and the points. I'm not sure what Wisconsin has done in the big 10 West. I can't even find this game right now, but go ahead. Trainer. What, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Well, they're on a heater, Wisconsin on a heater, beating Nebraska in overtime and, and winning at Minnesota they're seven and five. The Row the boat. I know that's disgusting. how did they make this bowl game? Rely quest bowl. I thought, is this not as big of a deal as I thought it was? It's where it's, it's where the home of Baker Mayfield. Um, it's Raymond, Raymond James, James Stadium in Tampa. Another Big Ten time, start time at 11 a.m. That's tough for the SEC. Yeah, I'll take the points. Why not? I know, I know Brian Kelly, the murderer, he's got to have somebody waiting in the wings to like try out for LSU's quarterback job next year, right? Like somebody kind of decent. Sure. Maybe. Not that LSU's had great quarterbacks besides Jane Daniels in the past 20 years. Um, Sure. I'll just, just, I'll just take the damn points. Let me, let me look up is the starting QB for LSU this year. Wow. Okay. Jamarcus? It Does says Jamarcus have eligibility. Garrett Nussmeyer. He mm. looks like a, he looks like Daniel Jones. Pretty bland. Wait, Brent Mus Brent Musburger's grandson. Who was it? No, Nussmeyer. Oh, Nussmeyer. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, of Love course. Of course. All right. Let's get let's get to the pros. Let's this is when it's coming down to the wire. Mm-hmm. All these teams are bunched up. There's only there's only a couple of guaranteed playoff clinch playoff spots. And I think the Lions, the Eagles, the Niners. Who else? Cowboys. AFC. The teams that can clinch a playoff berth to make it easy the this week are the looks like the Browns are gonna Yeah, the Browns are about to do so. 
Uh, so you got the Browns in there. I uh, got the Bills, the Jags, the Chiefs, the Rams. The, the Bucks, Bills can the, the Bills can get a playoff spot this weekend because the AFC has been so chaotic. Yeah, they win and they're in. No way against the Pats. Yes, against the Pats. We're not even picking that game. Give me the give me the Bills all day on that. I know. Agreed. Um, so Lions Cowboys is where we're at. Let's, we're at a let's talk about Lions. It. Lions team that's run away with their division. Basically, the Cowboys that are still playing for a division title, they can play well at home. I would have probably picked the Cowboys last week. I think the Miami, I think I would have lost. Miami won 22 to 20, I think. So maybe that would have covered or or pushed. Cowboys at home. Lions are going to sit anybody, but they might if this game got out of hand. And I feel like the Cowboys are going to come home and take care of business. So give me the Cowboys five and a half. I've been burned by the Cowboys recently, but I've been picking them on the road. Um, the Lions are six and two on the road this year. Cowboys Ooh. have lost the, their That's last sad. two. They smashed. They were smashed by the Bills, and they lost to Miami. We've mentioned that plenty of times. They just clinched the NFC North. They know they're going to be in the playoffs. Does this have any uh-huh. seeding implications? Yeah, it could. I mean, obviously, it could. If the Lions, the Lions, I don't think there's any way that they can catch the Niners and take the number one seed, but they could still have the number two seed in the NFC, which obviously would have more implications because they're now there's no longer a one and two seeds get a buy. There's only the one seed that gets a buy, but it could come into play down the road. So Niners are 11 and four and the Lions are 11 and four. Did they have a tiebreaker? Yeah. I wonder if they, have they played each other? I think they have. Have they played each other? Have they played each other? They have not, but yeah, the obviously the NFC South is gonna have the worst record. No offense. Um, None take it. They can get it. They can stay ahead of the Eagles if they take care of business here on the road. So yeah, this game does matter because they can be the two seed, which would be crazy for the Lions. But you know, the Lions were considered a playoff team going into this into the season, and they came through. I think uh, Campbell, Dan Campbell's done a hell of a job. Um, Cowboys. Cowboys by five and a half. Yeah, I'll just I'll just do it. It'll be the last time I'll pick the Cowboys all season. So let's have fun. All right, give me give me the Lions in that case. Maybe maybe they can uh, break the perfect seven and a seven and record that the Cowboys hold at home. Dolphins eleven and four at the Ravens twelve and three. The Ravens absolutely dismantled the 49ers in a surprising outcome. That was Ravens are favored at three and a half. Waddle is out. Tua is questionable. Give me mm-hmm. the Ravens. Ooh, I like it. All day, that baby. Was, that was the the last time I saw the Ravens play was that Sunday night football game on the road against the Jags. It was a kind of a sloppy, nasty game. It was it was tough to see um Keon Mitchell tear his ACL. But you know, Gus Edwards is a good enough, admirable backup quarterback and the kind of the goal line guy if Lamar's not gonna take it in. Mm-hmm. The oh man. The Dolphins, the Dolphins. On the road. On the road. They're not so bad on the road, but they're they're not so bad on the road against really bad teams. They, they have not. They've only beaten one team over 500, and that was the Cowboys, right? I think that's correct, yeah. And they've not beaten anybody over 500 on the road. Um, take the Dolphins. Three and a half points. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the Dolphins. <laughs> give, me that, give, me that field, give me that field goal. Yes. They'll, they'll, cover, they'll cover. That's an easy one. <laughs> Raiders, seven and eight Raiders. I have no idea if they're in the playoffs or not because the AFC is so confusing. 
The Colts are eight They're and seven. Close. Uh, the AFC South. I have Houston is still in it somehow, even with CJ Stroud missing all those games. Colts are favored by three and a half at home. Raiders are coming off a big win against the Chiefs. Shocking win against the Chiefs. I don't know, trainer. Honestly, I don't mm. think the Raiders are that good. They they didn't complete a pass in three quarters. They had their defense is mm. is elite, but can they have that turnover luck that they had against the Chiefs? I still might do it. I might take Raiders in the points, but you're gonna have to give me. You're gonna have to. I, I'm disgusted by that pick. I'm disgusted by the Raiders and the points. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Not stoked about it. Yeah, I mean the Colts have been bad at home. Pretty, pretty me. Yeah, pretty me- mediocre at home. Not really beating anybody. Great. Not that the Raiders are great. Antonio Pierce has done a, a hell of a job. I feel like the Raiders are not going to make the same mistake that they did, where they did not retain. What was that guy's name? That gruff dude with the hoodie and the the gray mustache. That they Richie something, and they went ahead and hired oh, somebody else. Even yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Josh, um, Joshua Daniels was just sitting there looking sexy. Yeah, coordinating well, for the for the Pats. I forgot his name, but anyway, Richie, yeah, Richie something. Um, this is kind of a yeah. This is kind of like a winner go home week seventeen game ahead of the playoffs, and I kind of think the Colts are good enough to get in the playoffs collectively. They have uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas back at running back. So Ooh, yeah, give me the Colts. That. Yeah. The Colts. Yeah. Did not realize that. Um, all right. Next game. Bengals behind Jake Browning. They're eight and seven at the chiefs, nine and six chiefs favored by seven chiefs. Can't cover anything. I don't yep. know if they've covered a game all year. Give me the Bengals and the points. Ooh, Browning, that, 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 uh, that pumpkin game against Pittsburgh was tough for me to watch. Yes. Um, yes. Thinking the, the Bengals had been on a little bit of a hot streak. There, there is something to be said that Jake Browning can win you a couple of games to back up quarterback and the, the, yeah. the shine is kind of lost, but whatever. Yeah. And he did, he did a good job. He beat two, he beat three potential playoff teams in a row, um, two in overtime, Jags, Colts, Vikings, nobody good, but everybody who's in that like six to eight, nine seed range in both conferences um, at home. I feel like the chiefs need to win some sort of game to get themselves back into just feeling like they are. I think they've already like lost. Yeah. They've lost the ability or they've been eliminated from having a possible one seed. So this dolphins Ravens game means even more there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll take the chiefs too. Two. You mean instead Oh, you want the Bengals? You're taking the Bengals cover? Yeah, might as well. The Chiefs oh, yeah, don't sorry. cover anything. There you go. They don't cover anything. You're correct. Why are we picking the Steelers at the Seahawks? They're both eight and seven. Seahawks. You skip, you skip Saints Bucks. Saints Bucks. Did I did I not include that? Oh yes, fault. you did. Saints. Gross. You don't want to talk about the Saints? We don't have to. Seven and eight <laughs> at the Bucks. Eight and seven. Bucks are favored by two and a half. Give me the Saints. Oh, the depressing Saints. Because why? Because I've picked against them and they win. So I'll just pick with them and they'll blow it. They won't score a touchdown. The defense will look bad and they'll misuse Alvin Kamara. Who's got 9,999 yards in his career as a saint. Just whatever. Give me the Saints okay. because I don't like the Bucks. Baker Mayfield's okay. going to throw for eight touchdown passes. And Mike Evans is going to run all <laughs> over us. We're all run right. Why past Mike, us. Evans, Mike Evans is Lattimore not playing. Mike Evans gets his, he gets stuffed. Doesn't he have a thousand yards this season? He does, but the Saints take care of business. Lattimore always keeps him in check. 
Oh, uh, I don't know if Lattimore's playing for this. Are they? Is he still playing for the Saints? Is he not? He might. I mean, him? he might. He might have uh, played his way out of the I don't, I don't secondary like this year. He's not on the injury report unless he's played himself out of a job. I didn't know about that. Anyway. No, no, no. He's he's. I thought he was hurt, but okay. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore not expected to return versus the Bucs. He's not playing. Okay. So, so you said the, the Bucs are going to score eight touchdowns or Baker is, but the Saints are going to win. I, I missed what, what happened there. You're, you're the duality of man. All right. I'm picking the Saints because I, I want the Saints to win the NFC South. But also, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm thinking that the Bucs may just beat the crap out of them. <laughs> I hate Dennis Allen. Yeah. <laughs> But the the Saints still can win the division. What about the Saints go on the road, winning the division for I you? I picked them to win, trainer. I picked them to and you win. You got Michael Penix. You got Michael Penix and your Huskies going into the uh, Superdome and beating Texas. What a great weekend this is going to be for you. I'll take the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steelers eight and seven. Seahawks at Seattle eight and seven. Seahawks favored by three and a half. They beat the Eagles. What? Yeah, this is a this is another playoff game. This is another wild card playoff game. But isn't this NFC AFC? Well, no, I'm saying like oh, the two wild card lo- playoff teams. Yeah, losers probably going home at this point. I just uh, maybe this that's Seahawks are Seahawks are winning in, but they might be able to. I feel like the Seahawks could still lose this game at home, and things can happen for them to win in Week 18 and still make the playoffs. The Steelers are toast if they lose this one. So. This means a lot more to the Steelers, I guess, but it's a Seahawks home game. I don't know if Kenneth Walker is going to play. They got a lot of injuries. Seattle does a lot of a lot of questionable tags. Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, who cares there? Uh, DK Metcalf, Walker. I think Geno is going to play though. Um, oof. Give me Mason. Steelers give me the- give me Mason Rudolph throwing a George Pickens five times, and he has three touchdowns oh. and three hundred twelve yards. That was impressive. I'll take the Seahawks. All right, give me the give me the Steelers to cover the three and a half. Our last game. I'm not sure why you picked this game. Um, this is like, hey guys, um, we're way out on the outside looking in. This is the Aaron Rodgers Bowl where he wants his Packers to still go to the playoffs or do well. They're they're playing at the Vikings. The Vikings are favored by one. Um, we could pick the Titans or Texans. Gross. Rams Giants. Super, gross. Yeah, Ram, Rams are probably winning in. The Rams are probably winning that game, and they're in. Well, Tommy DeVito is sitting. Like, Go ahead. This I'm is sorry. A, this is just keeping hope. This is the keeping hope alive at like the nine seed oh, for the NFC. Week 18, things can happen, and they have to win one of these two teams. So this is the elimination for one of these squads. The Vikings are fair by one. I guess Jordan. Um, if Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love had a bad last week or something. I'm surprised the Vikings are favored. I know they're at home, but uh, guess how many touchdowns Jordan Love has scored this year? Total? Yeah. I'm gonna guess 22. 27. That's way more. I haven't paid okay. attention to the Packers okay. at all. Um, He's been pretty guess good. how many Jaron Hall has scored? There's uh, the Vikings QB. The one that's getting his first start? Yeah. Oh, is he getting his first start? Two. He scored two. None. He's been yeah, eight for okay. ten for 101 yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah, I think the Vikings are. This is like quarterback number five since Cousins. Yeah, I'm gonna down with the Achilles. I'm gonna have to take the Packers just because of the stability. Some at every position beside the Vikings is so volatile. 
Is, yeah, is Jefferson playing? Jefferson is yeah, Jefferson's playing. Well, that gives him some hope, but I still I still think Green Bay will probably run the ball pretty well. Let's and, take the yeah, I'll take the what, what's his name? Who's who's Vikings quarterback? Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Yeah, the the devil you don't know. Is that, is that a, that's a saying, right? Well, it's the dance or deal with the devil you do know. I think that's so, a thing. Oh. So I do know love. Yeah, give me the Vikings. They're at home. Why not? Jefferson's playing. Make him play quarterback. Might as well. Sports wow, fans. Wildcat. Sports yeah. fans, that's all the time we have for you this week. Download the podcast. Well, if you're if you listen to this, you've downloaded the podcast. Did- now please go rate rate our rate and review. Give us five stars. We've been doing this for seven years. And no one's CBS is not banging down our door. We need all the help we can get. I think uh 89 K 891KHOL, Jackson's radio station. We've uh been sponsored and played many great tunes over the years. These are t- these are considered, you know, um musicals tunes you know like our 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 show anyway they're on yelp so give them a five star review on yelp or whatever (laughs) like they're on google google um i don't know what's going on yeah all right (laughs) whatever trainer said that's it that's all